Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring the world-renowned pet psychic, Laura Stinchfield. Hey, everybody. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic. I can hear animals telepathically, ones that are living here and also ones that have crossed over. I dedicate my life to teaching humans and animals to understand each other better, and that's what I'm going to teach you guys to do as well. Awesome. I can hear our animals in the background. I got Aloha barking. I know. I was wondering who was barking. <laughs> it's Aloha in the background, and I think I heard Seymour in your background. Yes, yeah, Seymour's talking. <laughs> okay, you can log on to thepetpsychic.com for more uh, information about Laura the Pet Psychic, tips on animal communication, and animal behavior. You are listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. I got the chat room open. Uh, you can talk to other listeners and chat with us. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiko Sahara. Uh, we have Kendra and Deanna on the phone today. Um, we're having a special videotaping on March 11th in Ventura, California. So if you're in that area and you have a dog with a terminal illness or are having trouble knowing when is the right time for uh, letting them go, you can contact us at petpsychicradio at gmail.com. That's petpsychicradio at gmail.com to be a part of our show and find out what your dog has to say. I know. It's going to be helpful for people. Yeah, I think it's really, really, really helpful. I know mm-hmm. it's helped me tremendously uh, talking to, you know, my animals when I've had to do that. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, let's see how many callers we can get through today. All right. You know? Yeah, that would be awesome. Let's Yeah, see. so for everybody out there, we want to see how many callers we can get to. And so this is real important that every caller just ask one question and um, to really know what your question is before you're on air so we can get right to it. Um, it's also helpful if you can tell your animal or ask your animal that question before we go on air so your animal is ready as well. And what you want to do is when you get on the air, um, you just want to, I'm going to, you know, describe your animal and whatnot, and then just go right into, you know, what your situation is. So say, like, Aloha is barking, and I need help. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) that's what we're going to go to. Um, I'm just going to go to our first call. Let's see who we're going to go to. Um, let's just start with Anita. Anita, tell us uh what who your animal is, what do they look like, and what is your situation? Um, my animal was a uh, a dog, a shepherd retriever mix. And so did your animal pass away? Yes, I I just would like to know if if she is good good now because I feel there were other circumstances I know of because she got ill so fast. Oh, she did. Well, what's her uh, what's her name? Her my her name. 
Moschatze, S C H A T C I E, which is German for sweetheart, darling. Oh, oh sweet. And um, and will you tell me again what she looks like? She's a she's a shepherd retriever mix. You said. Yes, with floppy ears, brindling throughout. And I have had many dogs, but I want to hold on this one. Had the, had a different. There was a different connection, and I feel like we knew each other before. And I was just wondering if. You can kind of zero in on this, and I just would like to know if. Uh, okay, let me get her. Hold on, let's get her. Tell mom it's different here than what I thought it was gonna be. Oh. It sort of feels like the edge of a couch. Yeah. And she says, "Do you know the feeling of?" Trotting alongside your person, seeing something to chase, and then coming back to your person really happy. Yeah. That's, that's what heaven is like. Oh, did she used to do those things? Yes, and uh, I really feel I'm, maybe I'm just a wishful thinker, but I really feel that I will see her again. Yeah, no, that's not a wishful thinker at all. That you really will see her again. But it's interesting when you get the feeling of it. I mean, maybe it's even stronger with you guys. You know, with the both yes, of you. I don't know what it is with her. Uh, the first time I met her, there was. It seems like I knew her. I maybe I had it before one time. We were together one time before. Um, yeah, let's, and, let's, let's ask her. Yeah, I Pardon? have been with you many different lives. Uh-huh. And one time uh, I was like a chocolate black color. Um, she was yeah, but she also had the you know the the golden retriever brindling throughout. No, she's staying in another life. Oh really? Yeah, you know I feel I always felt that with her, and uh, it's just with her it's so much harder than with my other pups I had. So I was, I was just wondering about, is she good now, right? Yeah, she's very good. She says she wants you to know that she's still around you. And she's with a man um, who has, like, he looks like he has a trim sort of grayish-white beard. Do you know who that is? No, it could be my, I, not, no, not really. My, my dad was big, and he had reddish hair. But he didn't, it's. Could it be like a grandpa of yours? Do you know that could be? My grandpa was kind of thin, had gray hair. He was uh, of very thin stature, though. Did he have? I mean, did he have a beard? Um, see, I moved away from my from the country where I'm from when uh, before. He had a beard sometimes, but not always. Oh, I think that's him. That's him. He's with your. She's with your grandpa then. Oh. <laughs> Oh, he was a nice man, too. Um, I just really wanted her to know that um, I miss her terribly. Tell my mom I'll see her again soon. And that I'm always with her. Okay. I feel this, too. And whenever you want to pet her, just close your eyes and imagine it. Okay. And I'm right there with you. Oh, tell her we all love her and that... Her, my husband also loved her very much. Ah. Uh, okay. I love you oh. both too, Mom. 
Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank you, Anita. Aw, so sweet. It is so sweet. See, you know how she said, you know how the dog said that she's with somebody with a beard? Yeah. Like, you know, the, she said that her grandpa had a beard only sometimes? Yeah. It's like sometimes they'll say things like that just to pinpoint them quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, because that will distinguish him from somebody else is the beard. Right, right. That's so cool. That's cool yeah. that they're with the grandpa. That's common, right, for our animals to hang out with our ancestors on the other side? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very common for them to be with their ancestors. And, and like, often people say, oh, but they never met each other. They don't need to have known each other in this lifetime in order to have met each other on heaven. Like, our friends mm-hmm. and our ancestors come for our animals because they love us. Mm-hmm. And, like, and like uh, the other day um, I was talking to a client and, and the – there was like this man, there was, the dog was saying that there's this man who has this really clean, like perfect bed. Um, and he's allowed up and the dog is allowed up on the bed. And um, I felt like the man was had been in the military or something because the bed was like so neat and tidy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it turned out that it was it was probably the, the, I think it was either the man's father or the man's grandfather who was in the military. But, wow. And, and but I think like also the grandfather was trying to say, "Hey, like I'm relaxed in heaven too. Like now I let the dog up on the bed." <laughs> so it's, like, so it's like two messages in one. It's like yeah. one, "Hey, don't worry, I'm with family." And then another one from the grandfather saying, "Hey, I've worked on myself. I'm a little bit more relaxed, you know." Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> So we have a an update. Remember Popsicle, the bird who came into your session? I do remember Popsicle. Um, tell our listeners about Popsicle coming into your session, for those of okay. you who might have missed our last uh, show. Yeah, so Popsicle is a parakeet, and her person had emailed me a few times. Um, and she she wasn't doing the session, but she just had emailed me. And um, so one day, one morning, I was talking to another deceased pet, and I kept hearing, "Popsicle is okay. I love popsicles." And you know, I type out my sessions, and I was like about to t- like I actually typed out, "I love popsicles in heaven," and I was like, "Wait a second here, this is like." not the dog I'm supposed to be talking to talking. This is like Popsicle the parakeet coming into my session. (laughs) Which is so rare because like I create this like really sacred space when I do sessions with, with um, clients and really it's about them. Another animal can't come in. It's like too thick, you know, it's like, it's like having a closed door and, you know, but Popsicle just busted in. All right. Let's find out what um, Dorothy's update is with Popsicle. And I think she might have gotten a new new bird. So, Dorothy, tell us what's been going on. Hi there. This is Dorothy again. Um, I guess it's been several weeks now since Popsy has passed. And roughly three days after Popsy passed, my grandfather passed. And the funny thing is that 
I was feeling so sad. We were just wandering out as a family just to get our minds off of it, and we found ourselves in a pet shop. Now, when we were walking past the cage of parakeets, and all of them are not tamed, just out of nowhere, this one bird flew to the front while everybody else is acting like birds, you know, playing around and not paying attention. This one bird was eyeballing us hard. We tried to walk away from the cage, and he kept tapping the glass with his beak, and we didn't know if he was looking at us or not. So we came forward, and we sort of touched the glass. Normally, they would run when they see that, but not him. He just stayed and stared at us hard. We thought it was strange, so we just said aloud, hey, popsicles, should, which one of you guys should we take home? And all of the birds in the cage started flying around in a circle. And the little guy, the one that's pecking the glass, he's about a pale white-blue. He kept coming forward to the front. And we asked three or four times. And the fourth time, another bird came in front. But this white bird climbed over his back to squeeze in front of him with about an inch of glass in between him and the other bird. So we brought him home. And we named him Snowball. We still miss Popsicle very much, but... I've noticed something about this bird that is so incredibly strange to me. I've had other birds. Popsy's the first one that's ever died. But I've had other birds, and I promise you, every last one always comes home on the first day extremely scared. They won't eat. They won't look at anybody. They won't do anything. But Snowball, right off the bat, he starts fluffing up and talking to the bird that's still here. We moved him into the same cage the next day. He fluffs his head up, and he's been playing ever since. I've never seen any bird take so fast to us as any other buddy. anybody has. I just find it extremely strange. I want to know anything about this bird. It's, wow. I have a few ideas about what it might mm-hmm. be, but I'd rather have confirmation. Okay. So, oh. so tell – oh, are you there, Laura? Yeah, I'm here. So yeah. I just got connected for a second. What was, what was that last bit that you want confirmation about what? I think something is so strange about Snowball. It's like he's lived here forever. I'm wondering, did Popsicle really send him, or is he Popsicle? Or well, that's because the interesting I've never thing. Because when you were telling me, when you were telling the story, I kept hearing Popsicle say, "It's me, I'm back. It's me, I'm back. It's me, I'm back." And so, mm-hmm. to me, I feel like that is Popsicle. That Popsicle is in that bird. And we'll have to exactly ask Popsicle, like, how that happened. Is it, like, a different part of Popsicle's spirit or Popsicle's soul that has come back into that bird? Or has Popsicle somehow did, like, a little soul switch with one of the birds in the pet stores, you know? But we can, we'll ask, let's ask Popsicle that. Okay. She says, or he said, it's me. I said, I'm coming back. And I said, I want to come back now. Oh. And the mother bird said, thank goodness, get me out of here. I didn't sign for this. Oh. I came into the bird's body when all the lights were off and and they were all sleeping. Wow. And now I'm happy to be home again. Now, tell me more. That is, um, you know, it's pretty extraordinary. Like us in the psychic world, sort of call it like a soul switching. In my opinion, or walk-in, they can also call it. It's extremely rare, and um, there's like this part of me that like hesitates even speaking about it because it seems so wild and crazy. 
But sometimes what happens is that two souls do um, communicate to each other and decide that that is what they want. So it's not like one robs the other one's body. It's like it's, it's a mutual decision. And so that's what's happened here, and that's that's so neat because also Popsicle, I remember you telling me Popsicle was like a, maybe a little shy or something in his last life, and so now he's coming back to to do everything that he wants, to be everything he wanted to be. That's wonderful, I, because I swear he he acts or reminds me of Popsicle in so many ways, it just startles me, all the way down to the way he bends his neck. That is an absolute miracle, in my opinion, an absolute miracle. That's so beautiful. But you know what? Popsicle had a really strong, you know, ability to come into your session, Laura. So I kind of can see how this could happen if it was going to happen to anyone, you know. Yeah, that's true. And also sometimes there's like a higher power that governs it all. So just like a higher power, just like you said, Popsicle is really strong to come into my session. That's like a higher power says, okay, well, we'll make this happen, you know. Yeah, and yeah. It's so that you can believe it. And when these things happen, it's like you really have to look at it and be like, wow, this, I mean, what it does to me is it makes me look at this universe or this world we live in and think like, wow, it's, it, there are so many miracles in so many places that we don't always necessarily know. And it it really is a wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dorothy, for calling in and talking to us about Popsicle. Coming back. Popsicle is back. I know, right? Yeah. Amazing. I know. It was like one show ago. I know. And like the Buddha, you know, the the Dalai Lama, he says that, you know, we can't really judge anyone's process in life, that people can become, people or beings can be enlightened in a a split second, you know, Mm -hmm. some of them. So it's like Popsicle kind of dealt with all its stuff, all its stuff. You didn't have to spend a lot of time in heaven dealing with it. It's just coming yeah. like that. That's amazing. So Neato. Neat. Yeah. Uh, our next caller we have is uh, Stephanie, who had a has an animal, t- uh, Black Lab, Tasia, who I believe passed away, and she wants to know what's going on, what's up with Tasia. Um, Stephanie, tell us a little bit about Tasia. Hi, Laura. It's Stephanie. Um, Hi, Stephanie. Um, you ha- actually helped me with the ease about putting Tasia to sleep. She had kidney cancer, and um, we put her to sleep in September. And she was, like, my best friend, and I'm really, really upset about this whole situation. I can't get over her. All I do is cry, and, and I just want to know, know if she's okay. Like, I just want to know what she's thinking because I'm not getting any signs from her. Okay, and Tasia's a black lab for all of you. Correct. Tell my mom to stop crying. Mom, you're only crying because I'm with you all the time. And every time I'm with her, I'm like, oh, I miss her. But you have to stop. Maybe you should write a story about me. Maybe that would help you. Or maybe you should paint a painting. You could paint a good painting of me. Do you paint, Stephanie? No, I don't. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to try. Maybe. 
Do you do you write? I did in my little journal, and I stopped right after she passed away. Oh, you did? Yeah. Why did you stop writing after she passed away? I just, I got so distracted and so upset that I just couldn't sit there and, and cope with writing everything down because I still cry. Just, I, like, oh. just little things make me cry. Like, tonight it's supposed to snow, and, like, she used to love the snow, and, like, she's not here. Oh, so so what she's saying, you know, to read into it a little bit is, is she saying, hey, Mom, you know, you should really write, and maybe this would help you work out your feelings, like write in the journal, and that would help you work out your feelings. Then she's saying, oh, Mom, if that's too hard for you, then maybe you should try and get it out another way. Maybe you could paint me a paint, paint a painting of me. So she's saying that you need to sort of let it out. Okay. And the other thing that she said that I think is really important and just like to emphasize it is she's saying, hey, you're not missing me so much because I'm gone doing lots of jobs and I'm traveling farther and farther away from you and you actually feel my spirit pulling you, pulling away from you a little bit. But even when they're doing that, they can come back when you call them. But she's saying you're not missing me so much because I'm pulling away from me pulling away from you you're missing me so much because I'm right beside you and because I'm right beside you you're always remembering me and who I am that that is bringing emotion up in you so like for instance it's about to snow right and so her spirit is so close to you and so her spirit thinks I love the snow and you can feel so while while her Spirit is feeling, I love the snow. You are connecting in with her spirit and going, oh, Tasia, love the snow. But instead of acknowledging that, like, she's there enjoying that with you, you are interpreting that as, like, this intense longing for her because she's farther away. Yeah. So a little bit it's about recognizing her recognizing when you think of her, when she pops into your head, start recognizing your own mind about when she pops into your head. Because if you start doing that, you're going to start to find that there are times where you weren't thinking about her at all and then she popped into your head. Mm -hmm. And that's her saying, hey, I'm still here. So, um, So as an experience, Experiment like for the next week or two. I want you to sort of experiment, just sort of watching your mind at all times. And when you think of her, think back. What was I thinking before her? Or what was I before that? And then I want you to call back and give us some feedback on that. Okay. And then is also do what she says and write about her, um, or draw her, paint her, and see if anything changes. Okay. Does she see that anything has changed in the household? Like with the with the new animals, you mean? What did you get? Did you get a new kitten or a new dog? I forget. I got a new. I got the pit bull, the new dog, and yeah. I and I have Buddy still. So, um, so do you, is that what you're asking her? Do you notice the pit bull? Yeah. Does she notice the pit bull? And like, does she think like Buddy's happy and stuff like that? Like, how does she feel about that? The thing about Buddy is that he misses me, too. Mm-hmm. And that pit bull is a lot of work. <laughs> it's like, whoa. 
Cause it's, but it's good for the family. Because it's bringing everybody together. Is it a boy or a girl, that pity? It's a girl. She's bringing everyone together. <laughs> and everyone has ideas. And everyone has to work it out. <laughs> Is that true? Does everyone have ideas about her training? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. funny. <laughs> All right. Well, you answered some of my questions, which is great, and I appreciate it. Yeah, call us back in after you've done that, because I think, too, with you, because I really felt like I remember in some of the last sessions that I felt that you were really intuitive and psychic, too, and this must be this might be testing you a little bit to see, okay. like, how you, can, how you can feel your mind and how you can connect to her yourself. Okay. Yeah. I will, I will do that. Thanks, okay, Stephanie. Stephanie. Thank you. Also, Stephanie, if you end up drawing anything or painting anything, you should share that with us, too, if you like it. That would be cool to see. That would be awesome. You know what's so funny, too, is, like, sometimes people, sometimes their animals will tell them to do, like, things like paint. You know, let's just Mm -hmm. use that as an example. I had this one woman, she was, like, in her 70s, and, and her cat or something told her to paint, Mm-hmm. And she was like, I've never painted in my life. And the cat was like, you need to paint. And she was so insistent on it. And the woman painted, and she was like this amazing painter. So oh it's like sometimes God. you just don't know, you know. Yeah. You're really good at it. Yeah, that's amazing. I definitely Ooh, don't think my... You might be my... really bad at it, but have fun doing it, too. Right, <laughs> yeah. My animals probably would be like, don't paint, because... I'm terrible at drawing and painting. <laughs> no, they would ask you to make a song, probably. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Our next caller is a cat. Well, it's a person calling in about their cat. Uh, big black cat with fangs. Uh, I think he's passed away five years ago. And his name may be Wednesday, but let's make sure. Rachel, is the cat's name Wednesday? Yes, his name oh, okay. was Wednesday. Okay, so tell us what you want to know about Wednesday. Um, he he originally wasn't my cat. He was my roommate's um, second that she brought along because the owner didn't want him. And when I moved out here, he was already, you know, a nice mature cat. And then I got disabled, and the two of us were the only ones home all day, and we really bonded. Oh. Unfortunately... When he passed, it was very unexpected, and the the place where we took him, I didn't like it, but it wasn't my decision in the end. It was his mom's, and I would like very much to know if he still has any kind of resentful feelings that I didn't push harder or... That you didn't push harder to switch his care, like to switch where he went to the vet? Yeah, and to to get him in sooner once we started noticing that he wasn't doing well. Oh, what did he pass away of? We're not sure. He just, he declined. Just, he kept losing weight and losing his energy and no appetite and nobody could find out what was wrong with him and... Okay, let me get Wednesday. 
He says, listen, sometimes things happen, and you kind of wish they were different, but they can't be different, because that's what it was. I would have liked to have gotten better, but I couldn't, and I don't think the vet mattered. But you know what? I thought how much you loved me. And I think that this taught you something. It did. I think it's also teaching you to speak up more. I mean, not about me, but just in general. Yeah. Because your thoughts matter. Is that true? Or is that... It it is true. I've I've gotten a lot more vocal about things because I I've felt so guilty about not not trying to push harder. Well, that I I just got to that point where I was like, okay, if I don't actually say something, then it might wind up having really bad drastic effects. Oh, it's okay though. It's okay though. I'm fine. And here I can run really fast as a tree. <laughs> and I have claws to dig into the tree. Did he have claws in life? He did, but he didn't use them terribly much. And he, we put sticky tape on the couches to stop him from clawing. Oh, so he's saying it doesn't matter here. I can put my yeah. claws wherever I want. It's- he would lay on the back of the couch and drop his his arm down behind it, and you'd hear him picking at it with his claws. And we, oh, that's so funny. He would just stare at you and make the noise. Still. It's like, we can hear you still doing it, baby. He says he'll come back to you. Oh. And you'll see me again. And you know what? It's not set in stone. Like when I when when they say they'll come back, and I see like an image of what they'll look like. It definitely isn't set in stone. But he looks like when he comes back, he'll almost be like white, sort of calico looking. Okay. Like a white and like a rust color, maybe. Okay. I want to be a little different, but I want you to know something. My heart beated for you. Oh. He was my And baby. I was a joy when I was with you. And I just want you to know I feel like you did right by me. I don't hold any resentment. You treated me well and you cared for me. And you were there. And that is what I remember. Oh, how sweet is Wednesday. That is sweet. Thank you. How does that make you feel, Rachel? Does that help at all? It it does. Cause, I mean, it's it's still bittersweet, but at yeah. the same time, I feel a lot more comfortable with it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like it's it's five years later, and it's still enough to make me a horrible crying wreck, obviously. So. Mm. I think, too, like, once you learn to, like, forgive yourself to know that he doesn't hold any resentment and he feels like that happened for a reason so that you could grow as a person and um, and you could become more confident 
like sort of just acknowledge now, like like when you fall asleep at night or something, like if you feel him, like I feel like he's going to like sit on your chest or sit near you or just like yeah. know that he's going to come around you and be with you and just okay. see if you can acknowledge that or sense that or feel that. We have ghost kitties in the house that occasionally drives the living kitties crazy, but sometimes <laughs> it's it's pretty obvious that it's him. He'll come and mm-hmm. sit behind me, and I swear that I feel just warmth and kind of the heaviness at my back, and I think one of the other cats has gotten up there, and I turn around, and it's not. So. Whoa. That's See, amazing. It is amazing, and I think when you feel that, it's important to acknowledge it and say, hi, Wednesday, it's good to hear from you, Wednesday, you know, so that Wednesday knows you sense him and believe it, so then he can keep coming back that way. Okay. And also for all of you out there, because, like, asking if they have resentment is a common question. If you feel your animal coming with love like that or coming with what you call warmth, you know, they're trying to tell you no, I'm fine. Like, I love you. I feel good here. Like, I don't hold any resentment. And they, it's hard because, like, a people don't have someone like me so to tell them this, right? So you have to trust it when they're coming to you and telling them themselves. It is a disservice to them if you don't trust it. Because it's stressing them out, you holding it on for so long. I mean, it's not stressing him out where, like, he can't get on with his being there. But they don't like to see you unhappy when they try and tell you. It's important to acknowledge it and really trust it. Stop beating yourself up. I'm not just saying that to the caller, but I'm saying that to all of you out there. Right, right. Yeah. Thanks thanks for calling in, Rachel. I think it's really cool that... um, that, yeah, it was like that she was able to, I feel like Wednesday was there to give her, you know, something back. And that's okay. just amazing. It's yeah, such a blessing. It is. Yeah. Uh, our next caller is a staff terrier uh, named Layla. And so Layla uh, has been staying with a potential adoption family. And Cynthia, her person, wants to know how she feels about their new family. Uh, Cynthia, tell us uh, about Layla. Hi. Um, Layla has been with her potential adopter for two weeks. We decided with Laura to do a trial period and uh, because Layla said she wanted to. And I was away, so it was perfect. And she, I saw her last night with him, and she seemed so happy. She she actually looked like she sort of barely recognized me across the street. She wasn't paying attention to me. She was paying attention to him, and that's okay. But um, but I want to check back in and just uh, just see if she's doing okay. Yeah. And so for all of you who are regular listeners, we spoke to Layla on uh, the show a couple of weeks ago, and um, well, also the interesting thing is Layla. You know how you said that she was proudly like that she was, like, not too interested in you? Yes. Um, Part of that is probably because she knew that this was a trial period. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we'll tell her if she says that she really likes her home is that she can be interested in you the next time you're not going to take her away and think that that you don't like him. Oh. That she doesn't like me. 
Oh, of course, because before, yeah. you know, I, I, I told you that I had asked her to show me, and she did with her affection toward him, and she did that same thing last night when I saw her. We were standing across the street from each other because I have dogs too, and you might remember they don't get along, and she was leaning into him, which is something very unusual for her. So I think she was showing me. Yeah, she definitely was, and it's so cool that you asked her because, you know, and then you watched for the signs, which is so neat. Yeah, it was a pretty cool thing. You can do that for all of the ones that come through you, you know? What did you say? I said you can do that for all of the ones that come through you. I did some experimenting with that after I spoke with you with my other dog, and so that was pretty cool. Yeah, great. Okay, yeah. let me get Layla. Good. She's a beautiful pity. She's gray and white. And mm-hmm. I miss my her. My like daddy's now. awesome. Mm. He is so awesome. <laughs> Every day he says I make him smile. <laughs> and one of the things he likes is my wiggle butt. Sometimes he says to me, you are playful. And that makes me want to play even more. (laughs) I want to tell my foster mom that my love for her is so great. You have no idea what you've done for me. You've given me the ability to find my own love. I never knew I could be for you. And you put it out there for me. And then I found it. And the coolest thing is, I get everything I want because I still get to see you. (laughs) My dad likes to walk me. (laughs) And I've been a good girl. Has she? Oh yes, he said he keep kept texting me and saying, "Oh my gosh, she's no trouble." She and last night he was effusive, and he's not usually effusive. And he said it's like it's like his guard was down when he saw me. And he said she's so sweet, she's just so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which she is. She's awesome. Um, oh, I, I so love it. Oh, I love it so much, and I love your interpretation that she was just showing me that she loves him, but I didn't understand what you said. You said I gave her the opportunity to find out that she was, did you say brilliant? No, you gave her, no, I believe she said that you gave her the opportunity to find love and to believe in love. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's like being in your home had opened up like a window in her mind or opened up a new thought in her mind that she can have a family, that she can have her own person. Family. You know, she was very, you know, the trainer I had work with her was, um, I had her board and trained for two weeks. She was very difficult to handle, and he kind of discounted her and said, she's got ADD, she's really hard to connect with, and I had already seen the connection potential, but it was a little tough going at the beginning and now she's so connected and so mm-hmm. person oriented it's amazing so that's really cool to hear yeah and you know you know pities are so smart i mean many dogs are but yep. boarding situations are really hard because not only did they have their own trauma from mm-hmm. whatever their past was mm-hmm. but then they also have the trauma of the other dogs in the kennel 
That was immense for her. That was immense for her. Yeah, there's like this collective stress. And so a lot of times you don't see their full potential or you don't see their full their full personality until you remove them from that situation. It's like, I like to say less is more sometimes, like there's too much stimulation sometimes. And also when you rescue a dog, you may know this, that, that anywhere between five, five months and eight months, you know, that's their time where they're starting to feel safe where they are. Once they feel safe, then they can start having some post-traumatic stress response because their mind allows them to work through all the things that went in their past. And sometimes asking them to learn during that period is really hard because they're still kind of dealing with their post-traumatic stress or their the last issues in their life. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's tough. It was very tough for her. She she had dogs trying to come in each side, and it was really hard, and, and I think that's why she has trouble getting along with other dogs now, but she's made tremendous progress. Um, I would like to ask you a couple of questions. Sure. <laughs> um, is there anything she wants me to do to help with this transition? Okay. No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need any help. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> the food is, The food is cool. Everything's cool. <laughs> Everything's cool. I left her with good food. I I just he better follow my orders. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> um uh can you can you please reassure her that what you said before is she needed to know that she could come back to me if he leaves her too long. But he's been taking her everywhere in the car and stuff, but please just reassure her that that is true always for her whole life. Okay, let me tell her and then we've gotta to get to our next call. Thank Hold you. On. My dad says I'll always have an auntie. <laughs> she says I'll always have her to take care of me. And he thinks it's a blessing of ours. So I'm not worried. All right. <laughs> well, I'm not worried anymore either. Great. Oh, yeah, so great, great to hear. That's, That's so awesome. Cool. It's great to hear positive, awesome adoption stories from the animal themselves. Yes, I know, huh? She's so happy. She's like, I'm fine. (laughs) So, so cool. Uh, Our next caller is Doug, a a one-and-a-half-year-old white terrier with long, floppy ears, thick poodle fur, and a stubby tail. Um, Doug is uh has oh his person Tora has had him for only three months and wants to know where is Doug from and is he happy? Oh, wow. So let's find out. Hi Tora. Hi. Hi Laura. Hey, so Laura. Let's, let's find out about Doug. What does he have to say? Yeah. Do you want to find out you've you've had him for three months and you want to find out where he's from? Do you know anything? No, I have no idea. I got him from the parking lot. I was actually working there at the shelter and you know what happens? You fall in love with a dog, and so I did. And they don't know anything about him. Um, and I sent my angels over to him because I didn't pick him up for two weeks. So I wonder if he, if he knew right away that we were meant to be together or what was going oh, on with him. That's so sweet. Okay, let's get Doug. 
My mom is really great. She talks to me and teaches me. And when she sits down with me, she pays really close attention. And I'm trying really hard to send her all my thoughts. And I say, Mom, you got it going on. Because <laughs> you're really good at knowing me. And Dad, he's really good with me, too. The thing about my past, and all I remember is hurry up, catch him. Catch him, catch him, catch him. I don't remember too much before that, except an older man petting me. And he'd give me treats and stuff, and I'd eat food out of his hands. And then I had some dog friends, all shapes and sizes. And then um, um, I was in a car. When I was in a car, I got scared. Yeah, he throws up on the car, or throws oh. up in the car. He hates cars. Oh, because he says when I was in the car, I said, oh, no, don't throw me out. Oh, was, he up, was he picked up as a stray? Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, yeah, that's the only way they'll get them is if they're strays. Yeah, because it looks like they, he got dumped out of a car. Hmm. When I got dumped out of the car, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I was scared, and the other dogs ran away. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Poor little baby. He's so scared. Yeah, if you could tell him that will never happen, because I think he gets sick in the car a lot, like really bad. Okay, so there's a couple of different things with the car. So one, we're going to tell, we're going to tell dogs, that he is safe in the car and that the car for now on is going to take him to really cool places and that he's always going to be with his mom and dad. He's never going to be just thrown out of the car. He's always going to be real safe and you're always going to watch over him and know where he is and take care of him. The other thing for all of you people whose dogs don't do well in the car, you also want to tell them that when they're in the car, to make sure when they look out the window, they look far in the distance. Because what happens sometimes is when the dogs look close, in the di- when they look close, they see everything moving really fast and it makes them nauseous. So they need to mm-hmm. look far in the distance. That's good. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Usually I don't like the car. I don't even look out the window. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we're going to tell him to lick and yawn and blink his eyes and just know that he's safe in the car. Yeah. He says, how do I lick my eyes? Not lick your eyes, though. Lick your licks. Blink your eyes. Uh, Tora, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, of course. And 
keep us posted on what um, if Doug gets better with the car. All right, I will. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Hi, Flora. <laughs> so cute. That's so cute. How do you lick your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I guess I was talking too fast. Oh, Doug, you silly. <laughs> we have an update. Another update. I love these update calls. Uh, we have Joey, who is a long hair, eight-year-old long hair orange, and um, he was afraid of his people and said he, uh, I think he said he was sick and dizzy. And since then, Mary has taken uh, taken him to the vet. So let's find out what happened at the vet. Hi. Hi. Uh, thank you so much, Laura. You helped us a lot. Um, I talked to the vet, and we took him off of the antibiotics he was on, and he was acting so weird, but I didn't, you know, I'm surprised that I can't read him as well as I thought. I thought he was afraid, but you said he said he was dizzy, and he didn't feel good. Um, And when we took him off, we got our old cab back. He was so much better. Oh, good. Thank you so much. But... We, now we have to deal with the problem with the antibiotics to begin with was because he had a runny nose all the time. We had an x-ray, and you also told us Joey said he didn't have cancer. And he was right. Well, my vet says he doesn't have cancer. And our next step is if we choose to deal with what might be happening in his nose. And I think I'm just afraid because my vet said it's up to me. And I don't want to do things to Joey that he's been through a lot in his life. Uh, he's had operations, and I, he has cholangiohepatitis, a liver disease, and he's doing really well with that. And I just hate to shake him up by, okay, the rhinoscopy would be to look in his nose and see what's really going on, but he's not really sick from it. He just has, like, a runny nose sometimes right now, and I don't know if I should wait until... And if he gets sick, or we should deal with it, and how is he? Could you ask him how he feels, if his yeah, nose is okay? Have you, ever, have you ever taken him to a holistic vet, too? I forget if no. you're a vet. I have not. I have not taken yeah. to a holistic vet. I've looked around here and haven't found any. I'm in the middle of Pennsylvania. He was on oh. herbs, which have helped for his liver. Oh, right. Herbal. Um, where did you get the herbals for his liver from? Um, uh, it was a a woman who dealt in near Hershey, Pennsylvania, and she does. Oh, can, um, can you talk to her about the nose? Have you talked to her about that? No, I haven't. No. I would do that. I would talk to her about it because sometimes, sometimes it could just be like maybe it's just an imbalance and he has allergies or something. <laughs> you know, what I mean, maybe well, she can yeah. maybe she can find something that will help too. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she'll yeah. know. So I would try her too. But let's ask Joey how he's feeling. Okay. <laughs> I feel much better, but my nose does sort of bother me. It feels like it gets clogged a little bit, but yeah. But I don't get dizzy anymore. Oh, good. That's good. And, and I don't want to do the scopy, like because mm-hmm. then what are they gonna do? Cut out my nose? No. What will they find? And if they find it, what are they gonna do? 
and I'm not even sure they know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, he's right, but they don't know what he's, they're doing because they don't know what it is yet. He doesn't have a diagnosis, you know, so. I'm yeah. That maybe they'll get a diagnosis and maybe that will help. No, yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I just sort of feel like maybe we can find another option. Okay. Maybe I'm willing to go for five. Maybe mom can pray for me. Now, I don't want that to sound like I don't believe in animals getting medical attention, but I, I, and I think, you know, that's an individual, that's an individual decision, and there is definitely something about traditional medicine that is positive. Um, but what he says about, I think, animal, my mom should pray for me, and that's like thinking good thoughts and having positive affirmations and and so maybe we can ask Joey, like, what does he want his positive affirmation to be that you could kind of put out into the universe for him? I listened to you a couple of weeks, and I tried that, and I kept telling him affirmation was, I feel good. <laughs> but oh, I didn't good. know. You, you can ask oh. him. And if, I, can I just, I don't want to take up, I'm afraid I'll yeah. ramble on, but I can't believe you said he said to pray for him because I did out loud when we thought he had cancer, and I just said, God, if you can make him better, I will tell people. <laughs> I didn't know what to offer God, you know? Like, fix this cat. I love Zoe so much. Mm. And my husband said that wasn't a good plan. You can't bargain with God. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about that is that there's two different things. One is that you'll have to listen to it over again because sometimes I forget exactly what they say, but... I have to see if he said, I feel good, because, you know, he's mm-hmm. saying, like, that's your, your affirmation. And then he's mm-hmm. also saying, hey, that woman has a good point. I think we should pray. So that's your affirmation that that is something that is good for him, you yeah. know, that he feels positive when you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll continue to do that then. I'm happy to do that for him. Yeah. Oh, wait, he's saying something else. Mom, I want to tell you that I think we should say, I believe I'm well. I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm the happiest I can be. And I believe that we have divine help. Wow. That's pretty cool. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, keep us uh-huh. posted. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mary. Okay. Yeah. So, but, you know that thing about putting it out there and, mm-hmm. like, like sometimes when my animals are really sick, you know, and you don't know where to turn because there's all these different options. There's traditional veterinarian, there's holistic veterinarian, there's, like, there's so many different options you can go to. Sometimes I'll pray just to to, to make our path, the right path for us to be more clear. And so then all of a sudden something happens where you're like, oh, I need to take them to this set or, oh, I need to take it to this herbalist. And so just you have this stronger sensation of where you should be headed. Yeah. So you you can definitely ask for what you need and it will be shown to you if you listen. Cool. That's awesome. You, you know what I think? I do. Or at least I want to believe it, which I think it is me 
saying that I believe it, but not wanting to admit it at times. Yeah, you know, right. Me and my skepticism, that's always talking to me in my brain. <laughs> I love that you're a skeptic and you're my co-host. I know, right? <laughs> I was thinking, though, when she was telling us how she couldn't find a holistic vet, like, are there any, or maybe your our call, our listeners know, are there any vets that do, uh, holistic vets that do, like, Skype or phone consultations? Yeah, there definitely are vets that do phone consultations, and there's, I just don't, to be honest with you, I don't know their names. I have to do some research. But, yeah, there are definitely vets that do phone consults. Because I know they have that for, you know, for people now, too, where you can call or Skype in and then, you know, doctors there. If it's like a minor situation um, or, like, just get advice on what it might be and what they could ask their, like, local doctor about. Um, So maybe, yeah, that would be cool if we could find, like, a, I don't know, like a call-in or a... Skyping yeah, I know that there are. I know doctor. people use them. I just got to figure out who they are. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, let me know I if you will. find out. I will. Yeah. Uh, well, it's time for uh, Words of Wisdom by Storm King and Friends. Storm King, are we talking to you or do you have a friend who yeah, is... Do you want to ask Storm King? Or ask... You know okay, uh, can you ask Storm King who we should ask if he doesn't want to do it? Yeah, Storm King and Serafina just showed up too. Okay, because I kind of want like Stormy to be the producer of this segment. Yeah, let me ask him. Stormy, do you want to do Words of Wisdom today? Of course I do. <laughs> I think everyone should trust themselves. And when your dog is tired, let them sleep. What does that mean? Are you tired? Oh, all I'm saying is that when your animal is is sick and they're resting, sometimes their people is always waking them up to see if they're okay. It's better just to let them sleep. Yeah, that's true. That is a word of wisdom, I think, because I think mm-hmm. that that's really true. Like when you're always concerned about an animal, you're like obsessing, and then you're like, are you okay when they're resting? Yeah, how right. You? You know, I do that them. all the time. I know, me too. Bernie's like, hey, knock it off, everyone. <laughs> I've totally done that when Ventura used to be uh, used to be sick, and I would just put a blanket on him and be like, hey, hey, are you okay? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, ah, oh, go away. <laughs> anything else, Storm King? Storming anything else? Do you want to say any other words of wisdom? It's just really nice to have everybody to listen to us. Oh, Stormy, he's so cute. That's really awesome. He's the bestest. Yeah. Well, thank you, Stormy, and thank you to all of our listeners um, and our callers for participating in the show. Human uh, and animals. And animals, yes. Tune in next week here on the Pet Psychic Radio Show for more fun with animal communication. Until then, you can go to thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com for more tips on talking to animals as well as a private consultation with Laura. And you can also like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. See you all next week. Talk to the animals. Mm-hmm.